Give your home a beautiful makeover with flooring options from Menards. Update your room with flooring from Tarkat. From easy-to-install sheet vinyl, waterproof vinyl plank, to durable laminate flooring, Tarkat has the perfect style for you. Grovewood laminate flooring is stain, scratch, and dent resistant and designed with busy families in mind. Save big money on our wide variety of flooring options in-store or on Menards.com for more great deals now at Menards. Save big money at Menards. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I enjoy hearing you every morning. Your mom is so fat, when she wears heels, she strikes oil. (laughs) (laughs) Them hogs, man. Them hogs can't do no wrong, fella. Have you ever slapped a bag, Tommy? Live from the Bush Light Studios. Bush. 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. On your favorite Arkansas sports talk station. Were you going to have a party here tonight, son? I don't know what that was all about. Streaming live from hitthatline.com. That seducer and despoiler must be stopped. He's extremely dangerous. This is the Morning Rush with Ty Richardson, Tommy Kraft, and Chuck Barrett. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The Morning Morning Rush starts right now. Yes, sir. To Tuesday edition of the Morning Rush here on ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line.com. I know a lot of you are excited to hear and watch the Arkansas basketball team today. I hesitate to say here because Chuck and Z are not <laughs> going to be over there because they did not want to spend the money to send your broadcaster across to call the games. But instead, they decided it was a good idea to partner up with a company that has had issues technically in the past. You've seen it firsthand with the Carib Classic or whatever it is. And you know what? On top of that, they're going to charge you $30 to watch four games. Four games. Now, this is a top five team preseason, top ten, whatever it may be. And there's a buzz and excitement as season tickets sold out on August the 8th, which would be yesterday. So everyone knows that people are excited about this Arkansas basketball team, not just in-state, but nationally as well. There's a lot of national speculation what Eric Musselman's team could be this year. But it's not like you're just going to get this incredible broadcast, right? This is now nowhere going to be near SEC Network ESPN quality, which, by the way, you're probably paying out an arm and a leg for already. We're seeing the Big Ten contract come out. So just wait. Once the ESPN and SEC Network and all that stuff pops out with Texas and Oklahoma, your subscription is going to go up. We already talked about ESPN 
plus going up. So you're going to have to pay even more. Season tickets, you're going to have to pay more. All this stuff. In addition, yeah, you got to pay $30 more to watch these games. So I've talked to a few people already about this, and they're a little hacked off. They're a little mad. They're a little angry. And I know it's Tuesday. It's not What's Your Beef Wednesday. But it sure seems like, Tommy, people are, are beefing already, having to shell out $30 more in addition to every other thing that U of A requires them to pay for. I don't think it's the... It's somewhat the $30, but it's also the history of knowing that Flow Sports stinks at doing their job. So if you pay the $30 and you say you may be listening and not hearing it, I fully expect at some point the video to go away, but you can still hear Brett Dolan and Z uh, doing the broadcast, you know, and they're not going to be able to see. And it's, it's just going to be a, a technical train wreck. As the consumer, we expect it to be smooth and easy and stay on the air and um, I think we've gotten spoiled with you know a variety of camera angles and replays and the production values, as they say in the industry. You're not going to get that from there. But but I, I also think we shouldn't expect that. But I think I think the question we should ask ourselves, and maybe if we're in that meeting room with the U of A, is is this something a road we should even go down? If we can't provide the best to the fans at a reasonable price, and I don't have a problem with charging something, but if you're going to charge me $30, deliver me a $30 product. This is not going to be a $30 no, product. And no. That's, you know what? That's a fair point. It, and I think if the game wasn't, it, was it 1230 today? Is, is, is it local time for the games? Valencia, this is, I don't know. So can, it, you, can you roll your S's It's or in R's? Italy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but let's, let's think it through. If this was going to be more of a prime time event locally that means the games over there are going to be played at like one in the morning that didn't work you know so uh you know that this trip's not about necessarily us being to watch it on flow sports but why take the 30 dollars? i don't understand the business arrangement i know it's not cheap to fly people over there i know it's probably not cheap to get the the fiber and the internet and everything you need in these uh you know backwater facilities they're going to be playing in but Nonetheless, either do it right or don't do it at all, I guess is my opinion. You sold out season tickets on right. August the 8th. You have a top 20 fiscally successful football program in the country. You're one of only like 15 schools in the nation to have a financially successful and green football, basketball, and baseball program. This thing doesn't need to be 30 but This thing needs to be no more than four ninety nine. And as you said... There will be glitches. Yep. There will be technical issues. Yep. This will screw up, not just today, but the remaining three other games. <laughs> and here's the deal. I need to be very clear on this because you guys might thought you might have found a backdoor or something. Do not do the annual option because it will charge you, even though it just says $14.99, it will charge you the entire year. Do not do that. And make sure also, once you do the $29.99 for the month of August – that you cancel that subscription or you're going to get charged for September and October and until you get canceled. So make sure you're watching your bank statement or your credit card statement, whatever you're putting on. This is an absolute slap in the face. It's Is it a ripoff? Yes. It's $29.99 for something you know is going to screw up. You know it's going to be horrendous. I bet... That I took better quality video filming high school games than you're going to see the production value today at 1230. It is going to be awful. I don't know 100% how many people that the UVA and Flow Sports sent over there, but I know it's not enough. 
and I know that the quality and the production value that you're going to receive if you do pay for this, which, by the way, we just need to buy one and then let every one of our listeners use it, the thousands of Morning Rush <laughs> listeners. And just as a big... Wait, are we middle, advocating for a crime a here? I'm not big, sure. That's not a crime. <laughs> it's a big middle finger to the U of A for doing this. This is... And I don't know who cleared this. It's, it's probably not... This yeah. is way under Hunter's pay grade. I don't know who decided. You know what? This is a good idea to charge our fans thirty bucks for four games. That's the equivalent of seven dollars and fifty cents per game. And I don't care if it's overseas or not. So you've got to find a way to either make this cheaper, as you said. You know what? If you have to charge for four ninety nine, should be the maximum of this, especially in today's climate and today's economy. Well, I mean, come on, what are we doing? And we're playing at noon. You know, we're playing at twelve thirty today. It's not, These- not prime time, like right. you said. So, I mean. I think fans would would probably line up a lot deeper. Now, you mentioned season tickets were sold out. I mean, there's clearly excitement for this program. In fact, my the the seat re uh, you know where you can re uh, pick your own seats, move around the arena. I didn't even get to my appointment, which was coming up like Wednesday. I guess tomorrow. Mine was tomorrow as well. Canceled. Mm-hmm. Gone. Eradicated. No, mo- and I didn't expect to get the upgrade and get a better seat anyway. But uh, so, but my I say all that. And the point you're driving at, there's plenty of excitement for this team. There's plenty of buzz about this team. So, you know, if we're going to give out a, 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 an appetizer here with this international trip, let's make sure it tastes good. And I think if you if you had confidence in this product to be good, fans, it, clearly the excitement for season ticket sales indicates a level of anticipation for the season. And we're not even to football season. We still got over two dozen days to get it, there. And people are excited about basketball. And on top of that, you talk about you know fans and how you're being treated financially. On top of that, if you're a basketball season ticket holder, you've already gotten that email about a month ago that says, hey, you got to pony up a little more money if you want to keep your parking spot. If not, we're going to move you out into 10 buck 2 So, I mean, this is all a side effect or a price of success. But rarely did the prices come down when Chad Morris is your head coach. It's bad. It's bad. It's the equivalent, and I don't know if you know this, I occasionally go to a wedding or two. It's the equivalent. <laughs> Clay mentioned you, it. You get out of the ceremony, and the rehearsal, or excuse me, not the rehearsal, but right before you eat dinner, they come around with the appetizers, and they're horrible. They're, they're just <laughs> horrible. You're so excited. You're so pumped for what really everyone attends a wedding for, which is the reception, and you just get fed a load of crap. You just get fed a load, of, and this is what they're doing. There's so tell much. That to into, the, tell that to the bride's there, father. There, there's so much excitement surrounding the reception, which is your basketball season. Your appetizers and taste like the rats U of A are. slash the father of the bride decides. You know what? Instead of giving these people what we want, we're gonna feed them what, spinach disgustingness. I don't know what it is. That's what you're getting: spinach crap from this basketball setup. Awful. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today 
today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 50. That's believe B L E A V 50. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Arkansas checks in at number 23 in the coaches' poll. You know how long it's been since you've been preseason coaches' poll? Seven years. 2015 is the last time that you found yourself ranked in the preseason. Now, it's one thing to be here preseason. It's another thing to be here postseason. you got to go out and prove that you're worthy, not just to be number 23, but ranked overall. Now, the interesting part, at least I found interesting looking at this, and there's several different tentacles to this conversation we'll have this morning. But Cincinnati checks in right above you at number 22. And you say, well, they have no business being above us. We play in the SEC, pound your chest, holler and hoop and do whatever. They were in the college football playoff last year. Yes, they lost nine guys to the NFL draft, most notably Sauce Gardner and Desmond Ritter. But this is a team that's going to come into your stadium in 25 days and want to prove something. And there are coaches out there, obviously, that think they're a better team than you. You're going to be favored in Vegas. You started out, I think, eight-and-a-half, eight-point favorite. But that was one of the interesting parts of the coaches' bowl that stood out to me. I guess there's four teams, including number 1 Alabama, that are on your schedule. You mentioned Cincinnati. Ole Miss checks in right behind Arkansas. So that's that's interesting. Kentucky, who's not on the schedule, obviously, is at 21. So a lot of SEC representation from top to bottom in this ranking of 25 teams. A&M, another team you play is at, at 7. Here's what I see. Game 1, right out of the gate, you're playing for a spot in the top 20, perhaps. I mean, we don't know what else is going to happen the first week in college football. But if Arkansas can look good, as you should, at home against number 22 Cincinnati... I would say the winner of this game is probably going to get a lift into the top 20 after one week. What's that mean? Well, it means if you keep marching with wins over South Carolina and Missouri State, and then you go, you know, you get to A&M, if A&M doesn't falter, you got a top 10 matchup. The winner of that game will likely have another top five matchup, perhaps, with Alabama within a week or two, depending on if it's Arkansas or A&M. So, you know, this is this could set the path for some some highlight moments in college football for Arkansas. But if you don't beat Cincinnati, I think we know the result in the polls. If you don't if you don't beat Cincinnati, you're you're, you're out of the poll. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, you're, it's winner stay in, loser goes out in week one with Arkansas and Cincinnati. A text from JT and Hot Springs. This is another part. Flip it back over. Notre Dame is at what five. Uh, Notre Dame is at number five. Number yes. five in the country. New coach in Marcus Williams, and they have some answers with Brian Kelly departing for the LSU Tigers. That's what they face in front of them. And they'll typically get the love, as they always do. Um, but that's By the way, LSU not in the poll. They did receive votes, but did not make the poll. So, so Any surprised at that? Yes, because it feels to me like the media sentiment, I'm not going to say the public sentiment, but the media sentiment 
changed in Atlanta. Listening to Brian Kelly. Marcus Freeman, my bad. And the way he, I knew that wasn't right, but I couldn't tell you the right name. Couldn't remember. Uh, the, the, the way Brian Kelly um, uh, you know, carried himself and represented that program, it's, it feels like you know they've kind of gotten from the bottom two or three in the West to somehow in the middle of the pack in a lot of people's mind just based on the way that Brian Kelly talked. Now, I do believe Brian Kelly knows how to build a program. I do believe in time he's going to get you know, them back to recruiting in the areas in Louisiana that made them a national powerhouse. I just don't know if it all can happen this year. I think the damage that Ed Orgeron did is going to take more than one year to overcome. I do think Brian Kelly will have them back in these polls on the regular basis and in the top half of a top 25 poll come this time next year. Well, Ed Orgeron found himself more interested in blondes than watching film. And when you win a national championship or an NBA championship, a Super Bowl, whatever, it's very difficult to not get sucked into the vacuum of, hey, we did it last year, we can do it again this year. I don't have to do the little things that I had to work so hard on. And for LSU and Ed Ogeron, that's exactly what happened. He got sucked into the vacuum and it spit him out. Nick Saban, that's why what he's done is so impressive because there is such a determination from him and his staff every year. The expectation level almost gets higher, it seems like. It doesn't go down. It goes up. That's why he has had so much success is because there's no slacking off in Tuscaloosa, Alabama when it comes to the football team. Oh, he's the North Star. He, he is the center of gravity. Uh, there, you know, as long as he doesn't change, that program doesn't change. And I, I, I'm not one that believes it'll be wash, rinse, repeat. When you put a new coach in there, that'll be just slightly different. It's going to be vastly different. Even if you can handpick, you know, the best coach in college football besides Nick Saban to run that program, which probably right now is Kirby Smart, the closest carbon copy to Nick Saban would probably be, in most people's opinion, Kirby Smart. Even if you got him to come in, I'm not sure you just carry on with. The titles now. If you got a Kirby Smart, their success doesn't drop off. That's why everyone's so anxious to see this guy out of there because it doesn't matter how many coordinators you change or assistant coaches you change. They just keep getting five star talent in there. They beat everybody with better talent because Nick Saban's recruiting's better than anyone else. That's why they got fifty four first place votes. Pete Golding, who's their defensive coordinator, got asked the question, "Why are you so successful in recruiting?" And he goes, "Because my head coach is the greatest coach of all yeah. time." What the? I mean, he just. Very simple statement and very honest and open. Now, to your LSU point, Tommy, George and Harrison texts in. He says, I'm surprised LSU isn't there because of the media love for Brian Kelly, and frankly, I'm sick of it. George, I am kind of like you, surprised. Now, Kelly is kind of downplayed, as you said, his team in the offseason a little bit. I I think he knows they've got a three-quarterback battle going right now between Nussmeyer between Daniels and between Miles Brennan. So that's something that people are going to be keeping an eye on. And how that quarterback battle shapes out is going to really tell the story of LSU season, how that produces. Now, we had Matt Moscona on, and he seems to think Jaden Daniels has the upper edge because of his mobility, and that's kind of the prototypical quarterback that Brian Kelly's at at his disposal, whether it's Ian Book, Deshaun Kaiser, and others. You look at Notre Dame's success, a lot of times it's with the running quarterback. That LSU game's going to be fun in November, as the Ole Miss game is. There are some really intriguing games all throughout this schedule. As we know, it's, it's an awesome football schedule this year. LSU is going to be a team 
that a lot of people have questions about and you truly don't know. Now, they play Florida State on Sunday night, I think. Uh, it, se- yeah, September 4th. Yeah. Yes, Sunday night. If in I'm, New Orleans. In New Orleans, which is going to be all but a home game for the well, LSU Tigers. I'm just comparing the poll to the schedule. Any guess on, don't look at the schedule. Any guess on the first ranked opponent that LSU is going to play this year it's, in the preseason poll? It's later. It's down the stretch. So I'm trying to think of their opening. So I mentioned Florida they, State, Florida State, not ranked, which is not ranked. They'll they play, got one point in the in the in the polls. They'll play a Louisiana Monroe or Lafayette, probably sprinkled in there. They'll play Southern, okay, which is in Louisiana. Yeah. Who else did they? And they play Mississippi State, which New is Me- not ranked. New Mexico, not ranked. Auburn, not Tennessee, ranked. Florida, all not ranked. You have to go all the way to October twenty second till LSU plays Ole Miss. Was that week seven? Seven games in. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Eighth game of the year. They they will have played seven. I think Tennessee will probably be ranked by then. That kind of surprised me yesterday. The only two SEC teams east that were ranked were Kentucky. And Georgia, I think Tennessee will probably ranked by then. I'm not sold on Kentucky. We'll have to wait and see. But that is a little, a little odd that you have to wait for an SEC team of all teams, Tommy. It's mm-hmm. one thing if it's a Big Twelve or a Pac Twelve or an ACC, even a Big Ten. But you got to wait seven well, plus weeks until well, you play. Right? When they put Florida State on the schedule, they didn't expect Florida State not to be in the poll. No. I mean, their program has, has fallen off. So I just find it interesting that, you know, which also tells us if LSU gets out to a 4 or 5-0 and start and they climb the number 12 or 13 or 14 in the country, don't completely just hop on that LSU's back and Brian Kelly's a genius and just understand, just tuck this one away in your in your memory bank here that LSU has got a little bit of, of fool's gold in the front end of their schedule because in the back end they get, of course, Arkansas, Alabama, and Texas A&M, three of their last four. So, I mean, uh, now, that's good for LSU with a new coach because that's when, you know, you ought to be playing your best football and have your best chance to win some of those games. So, uh, yeah, LSU's schedule sets up well for a program in transition but i find that you got to go all the way to game eight for at least a preseason ranked team to, to show up on their schedule i'm with you tennessee likely surely, could get into that poll surely they'll be ranked at that point. i don't really see state getting there i don't think auburn will get there florida florida could get there let's see who is florida got utah yeah because they play if, if well florida if florida wins their first game against utah they're in because florida utah's what number eight or nine or they're up eight. there yeah they're number eight in the country so uh, <laughs> if you think about it, utah game one kentucky game two for florida hello billy napier well welcome to welcome to the swamp welcome to the southeastern conference welcome to and both those florida. games in gainesville think of billy napier starts out owing to at home as the new head coach. Which is not inconceivable based no. on the talent that he has to go up against. Both of those teams are in the poll. Florida is not. Now, the poll in the end-all, be-all. But I do put more weight in a coach's poll than I do a media poll. So, I, I mean, you got a top-10 team and a top-25 team in your first two games if you're Billy Napier. Anthony, well, welcome to the Swamp. Anthony Richardson is someone that a lot of SEC fans need to know. He has talent. They haven't seen the 
the kind of the height of that yet. That is going to be a, t- uh, a telling part of what Florida's season looks like is his development under Billy Napier. But that's a, uh, that's the thing, man. These quarterbacks that you're not 100% sure about, like I think even outside this state, people are really sure what K.J. Jefferson is going to be. Now, some mm-hmm. are not just because Burks is in here, which I get to a certain extent. But if Arkansas clicks on offense without Burks with that rushing attack – and they have a passing attack, not just to be dominant, but to, as you brought up, the rushing attack could open up some some passing game for Hazelwood and some of the other guys. Man, watch out for this offense. Again, Kendall Bryles has never had a returning starting quarterback. KJ's been with him the last three years. He didn't start two years ago. Felipe did, but he did play a game under him. Last year started... And then this year, we'll start again. So keep an eye on that. That's going to be a really, really quality part is the relationship that your offensive coordinator and starting quarterback have. Oh, good stuff here. What do you think about the polls? Arkansas ranked just right? Is it like Goldilocks, but just right? Too high, too low? What do you What do you think? 877-377-6963. We want your reaction this morning. We're brought to you by Baxter Regional Medical Center. They've been providing high-quality, compassionate care since 1963. And they've got all the specialties right here at Baxter Regional Medical Center. No need to drive to Memphis or Springfield or, you know, hours away to see a qualified heart doctor with a comprehensive heart program. The cardiology team at Baxter Regional, second to none, they do a minimally invasive procedure to replace diseased heart valves without surgically removing the old valve. Quicker recovery time, better for you, better for your family as well to get through it. Urology, neurosurgery, um, women's health, orthopedic care, pain management, all just parts of the specialty departments they have at Baxter Regional Medical Center. And with 250 providers, 1,800 employees, and 40 locations from Harrison to Hardy, from West Plains to Mountain View, Baxter Regional is there for you wherever you are. Find out more at baxterregional.org. You know how you have something good in life that you know is a bargain? CBS had that with the Southeastern Conference 230 game. It ain't a bargain within the Big Ten anymore. They're going to have to fork over a little more dough. They're expected, this is from Sports Business Journal and John Uren, to pay $350 million per year for the 230 Big Ten game, which, Tommy, they don't get the one slot. Fox does. Yeah, They're getting the second Big Ten game for $350 million. And again... They were paying $55 million a year for the SEC 230 game, which they got to pick number one. It ain't like that in the Big Ten. Well, that was an older-aged contract that had a number of years on it. I mean, what are you going to do if you're CBS? Go back and say, hey, we yeah. know we're, we're not paying enough. Let's just go ahead and give you more money for no reason contractually. But if you're going to pay three fifty a year, shouldn't you have at least jumped in? And maybe, and maybe they did. We're not at the bargaining table, but... I would think you you would have been willing to jump into that, you know, a year or two ago when the SEC was trying to negotiate with you. ESPN is probably going to be out with the Big Ten from all the reports I've read yep. and not continue airing Big Ten games. I think, I mean, at some point you're just out of money to give these leagues, right? And as as I've talked about a few times, where do you put all the games? I mean, just because you're ESPN or you're one of these mega conferences – you don't get more than 24 hours a day. You don't get more than seven days in the week. 
particularly in early September and late November. Teams don't have buys then. Everybody's playing. You got to figure out the, the 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 real estate on the networks where to put these these games. Correct. Yes, you have the SEC network. Yeah, you got to access to ESPN and ESPN two. The SEC doesn't want a bunch of their games on ESPN News or ESPNU. I mean, those are good for your lower tier games, but I mean the prime real estates. ESPN, ESPN2, and the SEC Network in that order. So, you know, at some point, ESPN has to wait, you know, availability of network channels, and then the the money they're laying out, and how much of that can they pass on to you and me, Ty, in our increased fees with DISH or your streaming service with ESPN+. Plus. I tell you what's not going to cut it for me. Remember, what was it? Two or three years ago when they we opened the season, I don't remember who it was against, but you had to go to ESPN Plus when they were rolling that out. There were several SEC games exclusively on ESPN Plus. That's not going to cut it for most fans to not be on what they the technical term is linear, linear. TV, you know, a real channel that you can find on a guide. That's not going to cut it. So if, if that's the plan long term is a lot of your lower tier or non-conference games end up on non-linear TV, meaning streaming exclusively, that's a bad deal for the fans. It's not good. Here's how this looks like. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic laid it out. The Big Ten on Fox, 11 o'clock, 2.30 on CBS, and then 6.30 on NBC. This is just the thought. Now, that's going to start... What happens with Notre Dame then? Next year. Notre Dame will be put on wherever else they play a lot of times... They'll have. Does that mean that, Notre Dame couldn't play a, a primetime evening game? I don't know. This is just okay. his thought process. Okay. All right. Oh, I don't know if this is 100% nailed down. Then ESPN, either in 2024, 2005, whenever Texas and Oklahoma join the league, the SEC will be on ABC and ESPN at 11, be on both channels at 2.30, and then both channels at 6.30. Think about it. Fox did a great job changing up. You say what you want about 11 a.m. games. I'm flicking it to Fox as soon as college game day ends. Every single day. Every single Saturday. Well, we, That's we, what, we get too caught up in the tailgate and the party at the stadium. We don't realize these games are set for people to watch from their couch or their back patio. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, it's not convenient to have to make egg, egg casserole for the tailgate for an 11 a.m. start. I get it. Start drinking whiskey. But that's not how, they don't make the decisions based on the 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 3-2-1 uh, the method to make your baby back ribs at the tailgate. That's not how these TV executives go about it. 11 a.m., I've rolled out of bed. I've got the sleep out of my eyes. I'm over last night. You know, <laughs> and that 12-pack we got consumed. It, I'm ready to go at 11. That's why they put these games on. And then you just go back to the windows and how many games can I fit on TV Starting at what point in the day till the end of the day? Eleven's mm-hmm. the perfect time, but you're only going to get three games a day on a network that way. On just a specific one, one particular channel. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like moving forward. That's one of our our big headlines this morning. I, I'm a big believer that we're going to have to go back to double buys. We've had a handful of years where we've started more of the season on week zero, and every team got two weeks off. I don't see any other way college football is able to have these mega conferences and then move to nine games and then get everybody the prime spot on ESPN or two or CBS or whatever it is, depending on the league. College ties are another way because right now nobody plays buys the first three or four weeks of the season. That makes sense. Or the last two or three, four weeks of the season. You're going to have to stretch out the season a bit more to give these networks more flexibility. 
I think we're ultimately headed back, and and I and I love it as doing what we do because it's another week of college football. It's another week of rest during the season, so I don't have to work, and we can just veg out and watch college football for for a second weekend on a bye week. Yeah. I think we're headed back to where everybody's got to have two buys because that's the only way they're going to be able to manage the TV schedule. I tell you what, one of the greatest things on a Saturday is and. Yes, when Arkansas plays, it's when it's on, it's awesome. But for me and Tommy, it's the Al Bundy technique. One hand in our pants, one hand in the fried chicken bucket. Sitting back <laughs> with a bunch of beers and just enjoying ourselves all steaking day. I'll give you an example. So, I've had a lot of stuff going. I try and plan as much stuff as possible outside of football season because that's when I'm... It's our accounting season. It's our tax season, if you will. And my roommate stayed home this week, and I'm not kidding. He sat in the same exact spot in his couch. There was no college football on or anything. But that's the equivalent of what many of you do on Saturdays. Now I know with kids, with a significant other, having to go to Home Depot and do all that crap that you have to do, it's different for you. But my Saturdays, when Arkansas football is either on or not, I just like, as you said, you sit on your back porch. I just sit on our couch and I eat about 4,000 calories, drink about 20 beers, and I just have myself a day. Yeah. That is, there is nothing better than one hand in your pants and one hand in the ch- fried chicken bucket. And hey, I don't Peg! Care, I don't care what anyone says. Hey, Peg! Yeah, and I don't have a, a wife or a girlfriend to annoy and get me more food, so I either have to go get it myself or I have it get delivered or one of our friends gets it when he gets the... A soiree of fruit. But with three televisions in our living room, yeah. it does not get much better than that. It does not at all. And now I'm just sitting there visualizing myself during the fall as we're 25 days out from Arkansas football and 18 days out from college football. Because I know all of you are so intrigued and so interested to watch Vanderbilt in Hawaii week zero, as Tommy was talking about. I, I mean, I just can't wait. And I, that's why I would love a second buy. It gives me one more weekend to, uh, like say, sit around and eat fried chicken all day and watch football. So Pizza, wings. I mean, there is such a... And we're going to get in... The football team talked about their favorite appetizers yesterday on video. We'll t- get into those coming up. But I don't think... Now, some of you treat Sundays like you do Saturdays. But I eat way more calories on Saturdays than I do Sunday. Sunday, for me, is recovery day. I, I'm a, And I don't know how much of our audience feels the same way we do, but Saturday's the bigger football day for me than Sunday. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next with zero carbs. The crowd's into it. They just threw him out of the game. They just threw him out of the game. He's gotten his second technical and he's been thrown out of the ball game. Is it a ripoff having to pay $29.99 for this flow sports today? Hogs do play today, which is nice. 12.30 against Valencia. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the back half of that team's name. What I think is a other part of this conversation is 
do you pay for things you know are going to screw up? <laughs> outside of your kids. And you. <laughs> outside of your kids and me. I think we... It, because I you think we've all bought things with less than 100% confidence. And I think if you were buying the Flow Sports package today for 30 bucks. You're not fully confident this thing is going to work. That's the problem here. Is, it, is this team worth $30 for four games? Absolutely. But there's been a, a history of technical issues when they've engaged with Flow Sports for some of these early season baseball classics. I just think it's tacky at this point to ask fans who just sold out your arena. And it's we, the fans, that did it. I just think it's tacky to come back and ask, you know, ask for another thirty dollars. It should be a reward. It, 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 you know, the the term added value gets thrown around a lot out there. You know, those are just freebies you add on. This should be an added value for the fans. I don't know how how many subscriptions you think they would sell. Period. With this flow sports thing, how many people are going to sign up and pay twenty nine ninety five? See, I've talked to some that were perfectly willing to do it, and then we've gotten some texts on this show that are completely against it, and. If I said a thousand, is that high or low? Thousand subscriptions. Low. Five thousand. High. Okay. Twenty five hundred, maybe. Okay, so we're talking. If, if if we're right, let's just assume we're right, like let's we always do, the, do. Let's do the math. You no, know, we're that. we're talking. You know, seventy five thousand bucks here. That's okay. on the gross, which on the top end. Let's think about that. Seventy five thousand. Z gets twenty five thousand. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that would be. We need to work ten right? grand in there just right. to chuck, just for as a consultant. So right? let's let's think about this. Flow Sports gets what half of that? I I don't know the arrangement, but I think that's a good assumption. Okay. Divided by two, thirty-seven thousand five hundred. Bread and Z get what? Oh, Z gets twenty bucks a game. Z something. gets twenty-five thousand yeah. of that, and yeah. then Brett gets <laughs> a free subscription to Flow Sports. Yeah. <laughs> so at the at the height, they could make about thirty-five thousand dollars off this, right? And then, the, you know, the businessman says, well, who's going to pay Flow Sports to do all this? I still come. you got a broadcast journalism school over there. You know, figure out some way through the academic yeah. side that this should be some kind of like class project. You know, because every high school in our state, more or less, has a free broadcast of their football games, their basketball games, their baseball games, their softball games. It's student-led. That's what we're going to have from Italy is more or less a four or five camera student-led type production. So that's fine. You know what? All the baseball games on SEC Network Plus are student-led productions. There's no problem with any of that. I'm just saying if a high school can pull off a free broadcast from Clarksville High or Hot Springs High or Bentonville, then we ought to be able to pull this thing off without asking the fans in a time where gas has been outrageous, I paid my electric bill, the highest electric bill I've ever paid in my life last night going through my bills. We're all, you know, just beat up right now financially from from everything that's just going on this summer. Another 30 bucks. The fans need a bone right now. They just filled up your arena. The fans did that. The fans bought the tickets. Oh, my bone here. Chuck, from you got $180 million in the budget. I had no idea that Flow Sports was such a great racing institution because we've received a now, couple. Is that like dirt bike racing or is that, it's not horse racing or maybe it is. I, I'm not familiar it's with their lineup. car dirt bike racing. Yeah. I was, when we say racing, there could be so many kinds, you know. I was blissfully unaware of that being a flow sports entity. That yeah. that was something that I mean, a, a handful of our listeners apparently uh, 
Probably dirt cars. Yeah. That's what Chuck from the 479 you know, says. And it's always easy to sit here and spend somebody else's money. But in this case, is it really somebody else's money? Whose $180 million is that up there? Isn't it the taxpayers? No, it's the fans. I mean, that, the, the, the athletic department's not taxpayer-ran. There's, there's some of the base salaries for, uh, for those in the athletic department that are funded by yeah. state funds. But for, by and large, it's funded by season ticket sales, which are funded by who? The fans, donations, fans. Who buys all these SEC network uh, packages on Dish, Direct, Cable, you know, streaming, on and on to fund a large percentage of the conference distribution? Who does that? The fans. The fans. So, I mean, it, it, when we talk about spending other people's money, I don't think we're, I think we're spending our own money up there right now, what we're, what we're discussing. The added value. Now, you can say the same thing about Congress. And, you know, these conversations don't get much traction to go far. But that's that's the reality of it. Where does the money come from? It's all of us. It's buying tickets. It's giving donations. It's paying a premium for parking. It's buying a T-shirt. It's we the fans. Can't wait to get a letter from the athletics director at about 930 this morning mm-hmm. saying that the costs have been covered by the <laughs> U of A for the Flow Sports subscription. <laughs> you think that'll happen? I mean, do I just have to go on a tirade for the next two hours until it happens? I, I think the early. tirade will happen. It's not going to happen. Not, first of all, I don't believe that's going to happen. Secondly, I uh, I think the tirade will come when the technical issues are going to be are going to become overwhelming. Here's the problem with the technical issues. You know it's that coming. becomes you know they're coming. Number one. Number two, that becomes the conversation instead of Nick Smith being the conversation, instead of Anthony Black being the conversation. Instead of Musselman's team being the focus of the conversation, well, we couldn't watch the game because it glitched out eight minutes in. And all we could hear was Z talking about he can't see anything either. Because Matt Zimmerman and Brett Dolan are going to be in Fayetteville doing the game. This will be a similar setup to what we saw during COVID, but just less reliable. So that's the other issue. Instead of the conversation turning to, man, this is... This looks like a team that could, and, and and we understand the level of play they're they're going up against. But man, this is a team that uh, could win the SEC. This is a team that could be in Houston for the Final Four. That should be the conversation, and the excitement, whether it's valid or not, coming out of this. And my fear is, my belief is, well, I don't know. I didn't get to see it. I paid twenty nine ninety five, and what I end up getting was half the game. The best production that you will see. All trip is the one that you saw yesterday where they recreated the Top Gun football beach scene. Zeb Wilson is a name that y'all need to know. He does all the hype videos and that stuff for Arkansas basketball. He's fantastic, and he made that yesterday. That's the best production value you'll see <laughs> all week and a half or whatever it is. It's the they were gone. The they left the sixth through the sixteenth, right? The four games are Yeah, they'll be back on the 6th day, or they fly back on the 16th. That will be the best production value that you see. (laughs) And they got about four days to recover, five days to recover before classes start. So if you've got an opinion on this, it's always welcome. 877-377-6963. We are going to jump ship real quick and talk some Razorback football. As the coaches poll came out yesterday, the annual coaches poll where... What percentage of coaches do you think actually sit down, take the time to do this relative to the ones that 
Yeah, that's a good question. Pass it along to communications director. I guess there's what, 66 ballots in this? I'm just counting up the first place votes. Someone gave Texas a first place vote. I don't Was that Sark? Sark? He had to have done that, right? Georgia got more first place votes than Ohio State, but still goes third in the poll. You know, it's, it's the, but I would think more head coaches would be likely to fill out the preseason poll because they have the time. Now camp begins because they didn't just fill this out yesterday and they no. compiled it. This was probably done a week ago or something of that Good nature. Good point. So I would think there would be a little more thought. If I was Sam Pittman or if I was what, I would make this a fun staff project, you know, and maybe there's not time for all your coaches to gather around and give input on this, but I would think this would be fun for the staff to, to maybe do over a 30 minute or an hour period together. It'd be a, you know, I don't know if team building exercise is the right word, but I think your staff would find some entertainment in the, in the process as well. But, uh, you know, Alabama won. You look, there's four different opponents on here that Arkansas plays. Uh, and to me, when you look at where Arkansas is at at 23, you got Cincinnati at 22 and Ole Miss at 24. Kentucky, by the way, at 21. Um, week one's pretty clear, Ty. Winner stays in the poll and probably goes to the top 20. The loser's out of the poll. I mean, if being in the coach's poll is important to you, and I think as fans, we take a lot of pride in that, particularly since Arkansas's days in the poll lately have, have been a little bit on the light side in the last decade. That's, that's what's at stake in week one beyond just the obvious of getting the victory, beyond just the obvious of setting your season on the right course. So, you know, that's one more added reward for beating Cincinnati in week one and one more, you know, debit against your account if you lose is you're out of the poll if you lose this. And then you play South Carolina, which won't be easy. By the way, they're not in the poll either. So, in fact, I don't even think they got votes, did they? I hadn't really studied that. No, they did get They got five votes in, in the poll. Uh, it's not going to get any easier if, if, you, if you lose that game. So, point is, if you want to have that number by your name, have that badge, you know, week one's all about it. You lose that game, you're out. Let's go back to last year. Last year's schedule set up perfectly to find yourself as a top 10 opponent walking into Athens, Georgia. Number eight in the country, and it didn't go according to plan. This year, you have a perfect pathway to top five, setting up for that Alabama game, just as last year is in week number five. But this time, it's at home. You take on a team that's ranked slightly above you. As Tommy said, you win that game, you're inside the top 20. Then you take on South Carolina, who... Week one, they play a, a crummy opponent, but they do have Georgia some receiving, State. Yes, they do have some receiving votes, and there are a lot of people that are high on the Gamecocks and what Shane Beamer's doing. So you win that game at home. That's another notch in your belt, if you will. Most State not going to really move the needle though so much. But then the big dog comes up before the big big dog, and that's Texas A&M, who right now is seventh in the country. We'll probably just move up by de facto. You win your first three games, two crap teams, and you beat Miami. They're going to move up because Notre Dame's going to fall to Ohio State. And that is going to ship them outside of Texas A&M. They'll probably be six or five by the time you play them. So that would give you a top 25 win, a win over an opponent, depending on how South Carolina looks, could move inside the top 25, and then a clear top 10 team. As last year, Kind of the same setup. So you will then move inside the top 10 for a matchup with the number one team in all of college football, Alabama, because they ain't losing the first four weeks. I'll tell you that right now. 
And so it will almost be a clone of what happened last year in terms of where you are ranking. You'll probably be higher than eight, to be honest. You might move into seven or six. Top five, that'll be pushing it. But that's where your setup is. We keep coming back to this Alabama game. And yes, I know the old cliche. You can't move past Cincinnati. And you can't. They're above you right now. That's fine. But you have a good setup in terms of how much they move. And let's go back to last year, too. They did not move you that far off when you lost games. Even you got smashed by Georgia. You were the number 18 in the country. I think they moved you like 13. And you got housed that game. Then you lose a one-point game to Ole Miss. Didn't move that back. That The coaches and the AP voters had a lot of respect for Sam Pittman in Arkansas last year. I think that's going to be hold, held over to this year as well. Now, as we brought up in hour number one, it's a heck of a lot more important to be postseason ranked, Tommy, than it is in preseason ranked. Yep. But it's been seven years. 2015 is the last time you've been ranked in the preseason in this coaches poll. So it is good. It is somewhat of a good feeling to have that you're back in it once again. So what you in last year? Was it 18 or 21? Some, somewhere right in there you ended up in the uh, final college football playoff ring. I think it was 18, but you can, you can fact check me on yeah. that. That's the key. I mean, you got to end last year with a bowl win. That's why you talk about winning bowl games. You know, here's one of the big rewards beyond the ring that, that Sam Pittman wanted to hand out because he wanted to, beyond the trip, um, beyond being able to put that page in your media guy. They were 21st last year. You ended the season with a win over Penn State at 21 in that final college football playoff ranking. That's a great place to, to leap to, to, uh, to springboard into this year. And you got your quarterback returning. You got, um, you know, your offensive line for the five back. You know, there's some question marks at wide receiver. I get a bit. You got Jalen Catalan back. All of that goes together. Do you believe they'd be 23rd in this poll if they had lost to Penn State? Do you think those two events are connected in your mind? They are connected. To your first question, no. To your second question, yes. Okay. So they would, I mean, we talk about bowl games. I don't know if they really matter. Some matter more than others. I think playing in Florida and beating a team like Penn State mattered last year. This is one of the dividends of winning that game a year ago. And I know that last year shouldn't have anything to do with this year, but we're all human. It does. If I'm putting together a top 25 poll for this year, where's my point of reference? Where, where do I begin? The catalyst is, well, where did we end last year? And... and this is one of the things that that come along with that. So, uh, and then Arkansas has got a lot going for them. You win, you're going to be in a top ten. You, you, you beat A and M, you're going to be in a top ten situation, like you said. Maybe maybe in the top five, depending on how some other things fall out in college football. But you, you it's all in front help. of you. It's yeah. all in front of you. You would need some help for that to happen. Alabama's not losing the first four weeks. Ohio State, even though they have what is perceived to be a tough matchup against. Ohio State alum, Marcus Freeman, week one in Columbus. They're probably not going to lose first four weeks. Georgia's not. Clemson, their schedule's horrible this year, so they're not. Notre Dame's going to get bounced. I'm trying to remember if Michigan has a, a tough matchup. But, yeah, this is this is going to be fun to see where Arkansas ends up on this. Why A&M is sitting at number seven is still amazing to me. This is we, – we celebrated, and I heard Drew and – Phil and Maddie talking about this. We celebrated eight and four day last week, August the fourth, which is A and M Day because they end their season almost every single year at eight and four, nine and three. They still don't have a quarterback that they know is going to lead them 
to a point. You cannot beat Alabama without a really good quarterback. Now, Zach Calzada was kind of the anomaly last year. He had the game of his life. Even had a great pass while he was injured. And then Seth Small came in and kicked that game-winning field goal. But if you look at what you have to have to not just beat Alabama, but win the SEC, it is a really, really good quarterback. And Alabama, under the game managers like McElroy and McCarron and Coker, kind of the exception, but Alabama's transitioned out of that. Now they have guys that project to the NFL. And I just don't understand. Y'all help me on this. 877-377-6963. Why A&M gets all the adulation, all the love, all the preseason hype, only to deliver nothing by seasons. And they pay their coach, what, $7.5 million a year mm-hmm. to give them not a single SEC West title, not a single SEC West SEC championship. It is the just... Right in the, the the bullseye of mediocrity is where College Station sits with its football program. What do you think about that out there? Call or text the program now. We're brought to you by The Fence Man, the company you can trust when it comes to building your next fence or gate or a security project around your home or business. They can help you with all of that. They need people to join their team and help them with The Fence Man. Whether you've got carpentry skills, fence building skills, welding skills, construction skills, they want to talk to you. You can apply in person at 1213 North 32nd Street in Fort Smith. That's 1213 North 32nd Street in Fort Smith. The Fence Man. He ain't afraid of no work. How much is A&M living off of that Alabama win a year ago? And the way that they finished the season in comparison, 8-4 and four certainly lacks a lot of impressive qualities about their final record. And you're right that they always seem to fall short of expectations. Your question is, why do they always get the expectations? When we know the history, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Flow Sports. We know the history. We know that it's gonna, there's going to be technical issues. There's going to be glitches. We're just We're just waiting on it. The big surprise would be, to have no problems watching the basketball game today, right? Or watching four games with no issue. The big surprise would be A&M to win the West, go to Atlanta and beat Georgia, get to the college football playoff, and win a game. That that would be the, like, the surprise of the century. But we keep coming back to putting them in the top ten as a program because they recruit well. They have all the facilities in the world you'd ever want. They have all the money in the world you'd ever want. And we keep thinking this is, I guess, I guess maybe part of the thought is, Ty, well, this has got to be their year. they got a coach that they're paying tons of money to that's won a national title. Surely they're going to get it figured out and lined out this year. And they always disappoint. And it's really, really enjoyable to watch them fail, especially Jimbo Fisher, who treats himself as the highest of sin. This whole Anaya Smith situation is just classic Texas A&M. And it's not just Jimbo, right? It's Sherman. It's Erickson. It's Sumlin. I'll give Kevin Sumlin credit. 11-2-2012, that was a heck of a team. And not for a few bounces, that team could have found itself closer to a national championship. And they beat Alabama, if you remember, in Tuscaloosa. Johnny Manziel, say what you want about his antics off the field, that dude could play on the field. They are just... In a situation, and we make fun of Texas all the time because they also have a pride and arrogance. Texas A&M is a step below Texas, but they still have the same arrogance as the Longhorns. And you always ask, hey, why do you hate Texas A&M more than Texas? That might be it in addition to them beating Arkansas in the most excruciating way possible. The last basically 2012 through 2020, 
and Arkansas finally got revenge last year. And I expect Arkansas to win that game this year. Because A&M still doesn't know whether they have a quarterback. Whether it's Keene or Johnson, transfer from LSU, you still don't know. Yeah. Which if you're an A&M fan and you still don't know what your quarterback situation looks like, Jimbo took over what, in 2017? Does that timeline sound right? right. Yeah. 16, 17? You're five, six years into this process, and you still are unsure what the quarterback's going to look like from this guy that supposedly can whisper to them all. He's been living off of Jameis Winston for 10 years. 10 years he's lived off that reputation. At some point in time, you've actually got to produce something else as the head football coach of Texas A&M. Tommy, he's but yet Ty, to do Ty, that. We beat Alabama last year. We beat Alabama last year. You were... Tied for third in the SEC West, and you lost to both teams you were tied with in Mississippi State and Arkansas. Where did that get you? Absolutely zilch. Nowhere. And if you're Texas A&M, who has the expectation this year to compete for the SEC West and maybe a national championship, and you lose to Arkansas week four before you play Alabama two weeks later, there's going to be some fire that gets put into to Jimbo's seat, which I would love. Not, now, Sam's never going to say this, but I will. I would love nothing more than for Sam Pittman to walk over to Jimbo's chair, pour some gasoline on it, and just throw a match there. Because that's what he'll do if they beat Texas A&M Week 4. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. On the end around, this is Jones, and Jones has some real estate ahead of him. Felix Jones telling everyone to look at his shoe bottoms. Touchdown, Razorbacks. 72 yards of lightning, Felix Jones. Parker, how about the misdirection? Watch Felix Jones right here on the reverse action. A lot of misdirection in the backfield right here. Bob, nobody's going to catch him at that point. Let's welcome in our guy, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Whole hog sports. Tom, the football topic, not just fall camp, but leading off a lot of the content yesterday. Arkansas checks in at number 23 in the coaches poll, directly behind Cincinnati. Your thought on where the coaches rank the Razorbacks heading into this season? 
morning, guys. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Um, I would say that's in the realm of where they probably belong. And we know that rankings are largely uh, based on, you know, how you finished last year, how many people you got back. And when you bring back, say, the number of guys Arkansas does on, on the offensive line and on defense, K.J. Jefferson, then this makes total sense. I've got them ranked a little higher in my uh, AP ballot, which I believe comes out next Monday. And um, yeah, perhaps they'll be a, a little higher there. But we've seen the gamut. I mean, we've seen them in preseason magazines, maybe down in the low teens, around 12, 13, something like that, up to about 23. So they're probably a little higher in this poll, or I guess you consider it lower in this poll than they are in, in some. But you're going to get all kind of predictions. They've got a really, really tough schedule. And so uh, I don't look at this poll as being where – people think they'll wind up the year or anything like that. Just kind of, uh, you know, it is what it is, preseason. So when you look at the rest of this coach's poll, Tom, not just in the SEC but outside of it as well, what else kind of jumped off the page to you? Um, I mean, I didn't go scouring it, you know, team by team. But uh, I did notice that BYU was unranked. And I think they probably deserve to be ranked based on the way they played last year and how much returning talent they have. Um, Texas is way up. You know, schools like Texas and Notre Dame, they always get some kind of nod or recognition, maybe beyond, you know, where where they're, where, where they've earned. And so I think Notre Dame might be five in this poll. And Texas is maybe in the teens. And, you know, they were, a, they were a bad team at the end of last year. Uh, but people think, you know, you're recruiting well and, you know, they get all the hype. But anyway, I, uh, other than that, it's just observation. I mean, the, the SEC West, LSU and Auburn are right, right out of the pole, and Ole Miss is, is down in the 20s as well. So I, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost as if the SEC West isn't really probably getting its Dude, you know, uh, what it deserves, although uh, Alabama's number one and A&M's in the top ten as well. Yeah, and, there's, and then there's a large gap between, like you said, the other SEC teams. I think there's seven total, but you've got Kentucky, you've got Arkansas, you got Ole Miss that all are between 20 and 25. Well, it stood out to me, Cincinnati right next door to you at 22 in the poll, Arkansas at 23. So we know there's a top 25 matchup for game one, which isn't surprising. But, Tom, it's a loser-leave-town matchup for staying in the poll. Every fan base takes pride in this. That adds a little more intrigue or a little more urgency or a little more just interesting quality to this game. One of these teams is going to fall out of the poll. One may move inside the top 20 in 25 days. Yeah, no question about it. And I think that's, that's a great way for Arkansas to start with a ranked opponent, a team that had been in the college football playoff last year. Uh, I feel fairly certain that Cincinnati will be in the top 25 as well. Uh, they're in my poll. Um, and um, even though they lost uh, a lot of guys to the draft, they do have their own line back. And, you know, they, they, they did well in the portal. So Luke Fickle, he, he's been acquainted with winning programs with, with a good – uh, plan in place, and I don't doubt that they're going to be a tough out for the Razorbacks in game one, so it's going to be a great matchup, you know, uh, t- two ranked teams, and there's going to be a lot of hype around the game. 
Yeah. LSU just outside of the poll, as, as you were talking about a, a minute ago. Also, BYU, who's on Arkansas' schedule, we should mention, just outside of the poll receiving votes. A, are you surprised LSU didn't get ranked? And then we were looking at their schedule. Tom, they're, they've got to go eight games in till they find Ole Miss on their schedule before they find a ranked opponent based on the preseason numbers. I know a lot will change. But LSU, you know, if the polls are right, could run up some wins before they run into a, the last four or five games where they uh, – Find some ranked teams. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize that. And, it's again, I think the, the SEC West was undervalued in this poll. But, um, yeah, LSU, it's not surprising to me they're out of the poll because they have such little returning talent. It shocked me when I looked it up. I think they've got three starts back on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, they might end up with some kind of a quarterback deal going on between Brandon and Daniels because I, I think they're different kinds of quarterbacks. And if they lose a game early on, who knows? It could go south. Uh, you know, look, I don't doubt that Brian Kelly knows how to build a winner. But um, I, I don't have a problem with him being right outside the top 25. And, you know, Arkansas, generally, when polls come out, we'll see them having five or six ranked opponents. You know, when they play, say, Florida, Georgia from the other side, those teams are usually always ranked. So it was really weird to see only, I think, three but in my view, BYU is a top 25 team. And Auburn, you know, there's a chance they will be as well. I don't think they deserve to be in it because they had a losing record. But, um, you know, it's just a little weird, you know, that Mississippi State's not in there. And, and so Arkansas winds up with three ranked opponents, I believe is correct. Tom, a lot of fall camp news that has been coming out. Dominique Bowman speaking with the media last night. I think it was Hudson Clark and uh, Malik Chavis as well. Kind of, what have you seen out of that secondary in the in the little that you've gotten to watch to this point? Uh, well, not a whole lot. I mean, I think it's neat that Malik Chavis has gone from a kid who, you know, a double-A school, and he kind of bounced around, I guess you could say. Safety, and you're one of those guys, you wonder, you know, is he ever going to get real playing time? But, you know, he had a pick last year, I think, in the UAPB game. And he's just kind of come on, and you like to see that, a kid who stays with it. And he's a long, angular guy, and he's, he's fast. And um, if, if he can play cornerback for them and, 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 you know, do well in man coverage, which I think we're going to see a little more of this year, then uh, they got themselves a good corner. I mean, Dominic Bowman said yesterday, I think he could be a pro. And so um, I think pass coverage is going to be one of the biggest you know, the, the pass pressure and then coverage is going to be one of the biggest question marks on this team. If they can do it really well, then I think they're going to win a lot of the swing games. And by the way, I think their schedule is just loaded with swing games. Um, I, there's plenty of personnel back there, guys who played. When you talk about Clark and Bishop and Chavis and McLaughlin, the transfer from LSU, um, Kari Johnson has played before. They like Keon Parker. That's your top six at corners. And, and then Nichols, you got Slusher, you got Ja'Cory Turner, who's been out, who, who's, who's been improving. Trent Gordon, by the way, who's been banged up. I think we're going to see more of him this year. Um, Jaden Johnson has played nickel, and now he's a safety. I mean, there's a lot of guys with playing time in that secondary, and I think that this is kind of what they've been building for is, is a mix and match. Use different types of personnel secondary, and, and I think Barry Odom's you know, pretty close to having – Good, you know, really good numbers and good talent back there. I got asked last night by a Morning Rush listener about the confidence in the defense this year, and, and 
even if you have a good back end, even if you have good linebackers, you've still got to be able to get pressure up front. And we've heard from Sam Pittman, him talking about just that would be probably the biggest question mark on the team. That is the defensive line. What are, as we've entered fall camp as well as asking about the secondary, what have your thoughts early on been on what they've been able to do as far as getting pressure from the, the few times you've gotten to watch them? Yeah, well, we really haven't seen anything that, I mean, the fastball starts don't, there's four plays for each unit. So it's not like we're seeing a ton. Yeah. Uh, what we saw in the spring, however, they were getting pressure. Now, they were sending linebackers. You know, Drew Sanders is a guy that we think is going to be um, an edge guy that can can rush. Uh, and, and I think they're going to be able to send their, their nickels some. Like, I think Miles Slusher is going to be a, a guy who, who blitzes some. And I think they realize that the traditional, you know, defensive ends and a little bit of help from the defensive interior on pressuring the quarterback, they're going to have to do a little more than that. And Cam Ball being out for a while now, after uh, leaving Sunday's practice, uh, in addition to the fact you've, you're, you're without Torian Carter for a good while, that, that hurts him at fr- up front. I mean, you're, you're talking about Isaiah Nichols and then really uh, a, a bunch of younger guys. And I mean, I think – I think that means we're going to end up seeing um, Eric Gregory inside a lot more. Yeah. So I'm giving you a kind of a long-winded answer, but I do believe <laughs> pass rush is going to be something that uh, they know is important, and they're going to have to mix up their talent and personnel on on who they pressure with. Yeah, because wasn't it Isaiah Nichols that Sam Pittman was talking about last Friday that you know, there was a, a pretty large gap between him and, and those behind him and at that interior line? So I believe that was... <laughs> Nichols, who he was directly addressing. So, um, you know, and like I said, with Carter out, uh, they got a ways to go. Maybe Terry Hampton can step in. Saturdays are, are so huge in camp time uh, because that's where I think a lot of these position battles are won. Is there a, I know the first one's Saturday, and that won't, that won't pencil or that won't put anybody in ink uh, up on the board, but is there a position battle or two if, if we were able to watch the scrimmage you think we would circle in on more that you think are the best battles for a starting job right now? Yeah, as I think through this, I mean, I think cornerback, well, Darius Bishop has been a starter, and we saw him, you know, Jaden Wilson get by him and score a touchdown from Hornsby early on. You know, can he get up there and challenge either Chavis or Clark for a starting job? And what about McLaughlin? You know, so they're they're at least four deep with guys they can, I hope, that they can trust at corner. Um, you know, the receivers, even though we think Keytron, uh, Jaden Hazelwood, and Matt Landers are going to be, you know, three big you know, go-to guys, and they're all tall. Uh, can Satania or Jaden Wilson or Bryce Stevens um, uh, or Jaqueline Crawford push into, you know, the, the group that's going to travel? Um, you know, running back, I think I think they're pretty settled with Rocket at, at number one. But behind him, I mean, between Dubinion and Green, and it looks like Javion Hunt's made a move in recent days. Uh, they're going to have kind of a battle. And then, you know, right tackle, Tykeus Crawford, earn playing time with Dalton Wagner, possibly unseat him, that kind of thing. And Otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of positions on this team that the talent, you know, like knocks it tight end. You know, I don't, I don't think Hornsby's going to really push for a starting job, but from what we've seen, he's better. He's more accurate. Um, and Sam Pittman pointed out earlier in camp, he knows when to take a little off. Some passes. He's thrown fastballs that were too close to guys, uncatchable, in, in you know previously. So 
maybe he earns himself a package in a game and playing wide out. Um, and then, you know, places like safety, they've got veteran guys back there like Catalan and, and Blair and Jaden Johnson and some others that uh, we expect to see. And, and I think Anthony Brown, the freshman, is, is probably going to break into that mix. So uh, a lot of returning talent, um, and I don't think there's a ton of, you know, really hot position battles. Yep. So let's talk about tight ends for a minute because Dow Loggins talked the other night. I didn't get to hear the whole thing, but Sam Pittman addressed tight ends the other day, and it, it didn't sound like there's the level of competition behind Trey Knox that they would like. Is that is that an accurate way of describing where they're at right now with with tight ends? Well, um, Sam Pittman thinks they've got plenty of it. And by the way, quick shout out. I, I like the way they've structured the media availability. I don't. I don't like that we don't get to see more practice. Uh, but Kyle Parkinson has done a good job of bringing in, like, position groups. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you can really focus on that group and, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, go hit hardcore on that group for a day or two. And then, then you got another group coming in, then another right. group. And all these position, position coaches being available. Uh, not a lot of schools make every position coach available. So I do like that. I wish we got the coordinators more. I've said that ad, ad nauseum on this air. But it's just it is what it is. We will get Barry Odom and Kendall Bryles and Scott Fountain later in camp. Um, but I, I think I think they're okay at tight end. I think Bax, even though he's kind of the blocking tight end, we've seen him show good hands. He had a couple of passes in fastballs a couple of days ago. Um, Hudson Henry, um, he came out as a big time talent, and he hasn't lived up to that yet. Is he ready to do that this year? Maybe so. And I think they really like Ty Washington. Trey Knox called him. Uh, we had a note on this today. He's going to be a problem. And so there's your four, four deep right there. And I think Aaron Outley and some other guys might wind up contributing. But then you got the big tight end class coming in behind that. I, I think they're pretty pretty well set at tight end for the next three or four years. We'll leave it there, Tom. Appreciate your insight. We'll do it on Thursday at 720, man. Get some more fall camp updates. That sounds great, man. Love talking about camp. See y'all. All right, Tom Murphy with us here. We'll, uh, like Ty said, catch up and circle back with Tom again on Thursday morning. Right now, we want to circle back to Burton Pools and Spas. We keep thinking about all this cooler weather that may be on the way. And I think for a lot of people, it's been too hot to even get in the pool. Pool water's been warm. So it's going to be a nice week for that. If you have looked out the kitchen window, kind of like Chevy Chase and Christmas vacation, and, and imagine that pool in your own backyard. Now's the time to make the move with Burton Pools and Spas. And fiberglass in-ground pools, I love them because you can see exactly what you're getting. In fact, if you go by the Springdale location, you'll see a couple dozen that are sitting out there for you to, to look and pick and choose from. And right now, they've got six different models with up to $7,000 off on fiberglass in-ground pools during the inventory reduction sale at Burton Pools and Spots. The Burton family will go one further with you. They'll give you a free upgrade to a free salt generator to make it a saltwater pool or two ledge loungers as well. It's all at Burton Pools and Spas in Springdale and in Fort Smith and always online at burtonpools.com where you can get your feet wet without getting in over your head. We're a little over four hours away from Arkansas taking on Valencia in basketball and what we can only conceive to be a high school level gym, maybe not even that equivalent as well. And the question you've asked yourself, not just this morning, but the last several days is, do I go ahead and buy the twenty nine ninety nine from from Flow Sports? Some of you have already bought it. Some of you won't have time because it is in kind of a weird period today being at 
12.30. I would hope that the U of A just takes care of it, but that is not likely to happen, which is aggravating and frustrating because you sold out season tickets yesterday. You've done all you can do as a fan, and all you want to do is see if Nick Smith Jr. can play, which watching practice, he can play. You want to see an alley-oop to Jordan Walsh, which we got a chance to see. You want to see what Devo's leadership looks like, what rotation Eric Musselman is going with early on, who's starting, who's playing. Some of you won't get a chance to watch it, not just because of the time, but you don't have $30 to spare right now. Right. I mean, gas is high. I mean, I don't know about your electric bill, but I just paid yesterday the biggest electric bill I've ever paid in my life. It's like two months worth in in a normal summer bill. I mean, it's just outrageous. You know, second biggest bill I had other than my mortgage this month. It's just nuts. And I think a lot of people are rowing that same boat that, you know, everything's just high right now. So that time of the day, an extra 30 to spend. People are excited about basketball. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's unfortunate more people won't get to see it. And if you do buy it, there's not a lot of confidence that the technical aspects of it will be great because flow sports with baseball in the past has just been a atrocious, it's you're, been a train wreck. You're presumed to be buying a production that will not work fully to the capability of what you're spending. When you buy something, now sometimes you go into it thinking, you know what, this is probably going to malfunction. But if you're paying thirty bucks, seven dollars and fifty cents a game, too you much. should be getting more than a high school setup, yeah. which is what you're getting. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.